The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you into Hour 2 at Tail Varsity Radio Roadshow. Thanksgiving Eve, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're down here with the Single Barrel 9th and P. You're invited down. Come hang out, get a whiskey, get a steak if you're trying to preempt too much turkey. If you want some turkey, they've got some wild turkey for you, I do believe. But uh, just an awesome spot. We're here today. We're here uh, Black Friday morning, 6 to 11 uh, getting you ready for Nebraska, Iowa. And uh, they have breakfast that starts at 7. And, of course, you want an uh, audible from uh, the bird to the uh, incredible uh, beef that they offer here? Do it. Get down here to the single barrel, and the uh, wall of whiskey does not disappoint. We say hi to Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, at Evan Bland, OWH, on Twitter to talk more Nebraska, Iowa. Evan, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, doing all right. Uh, you reminded me I got to pace myself this uh, time of year, this time of week, man. A lot of good food going around. So, uh, yeah, excited for the holiday. Uh, pacing oneself. It's a skill, isn't it? And Nebraska fans, they've, they've paced themselves for a while. Uh, Evan, if you look back to those missed opportunities, chance to go bowling for Nebraska in 2019, uh, a chance to, to get there this season as well. And can it happen, Black Friday? Uh, Iowa's beatable. It's a winnable game. Uh, My take, not Scott Frost's uh, to tick off Purdue. But it's going to be tough. And and I I love how this showdown kind of gets to the nitty-gritty. Going to be a real test of wills. And what do you like about Nebraska moving in to to this, uh, this one perhaps last opportunity on Black Friday? Well, I like their headspace still. I, you know, I have not gotten the sense from any of the coaches or players that they're worn down or overly frustrated. I mean, of course they want to win, but like it just feels like they continue to bounce back and prepare and do all the things that you need to do to be competitive in this game, even though the results haven't gone their way. I, I do think that's a really positive sign for where the culture is going under Matt Rule. Uh, but, you know, I want to and <clears throat> and culture and all that, it, it's a great foundation. But I think in a game like this, it's a reminder that it, it can't be everything. Like, you, you need some health. Nebraska doesn't necessarily have a lot of that. You need talent. You need guys to get better. And I think it's a reminder that <clears throat> Nebraska is on the front end of a lot of that stuff right now. And, uh you know, it is. It's going to be. It's going to be a tough one with the way Iowa plays defense and, and plays games. That uh, it really, I think, what Iowa's good at um, directly goes up against what Nebraska's been good at and what they've needed to do to win games. And, and particularly, I think of the offensive side. Where like, if you're Nebraska, the way that you score points or the way you have scored points is by busting a long one at some point, and that's something Iowa's been really good at stopping. So. 
you know, I think the over under what twenty seven and a half it, it feels really high. As ridiculous as that sounds, like uh, it, it does. It feels like you know the defense uh, is going to have to do something for Nebraska to, to score or, for, or to set them up for field goals or whatever. Uh, I, I think it'll be a close game. I think they can win it, but it's a, an example of two teams at, at very different points in kind of figuring out who they are and how they go about winning games. Evan Bland with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Evan, it's, it's pretty clear how important this game is Friday for Nebraska to get a win, obviously making it to a bowl game. But I want to get your thoughts on, on the, the, the psyche element that Nebraska, if they beat Iowa, do you think that could be more important than a bowl game? The fact that Nebraska with the win Friday, I mean, you look how Iowa wins football games and how they've won football games for years. They thrive in close games. They like to dirty things up. They like to win those ugly football games. They do it by waiting for you to make a mistake and capitalizing on that mistake to if you boil it down simply. And I want to get your thoughts on the psyche it could mean for this Husker football team if they could be Iowa back-to-back seasons, especially with just how Iowa wins football games, almost the perfect foil to know how Nebraska has lost a lot of football games over the past five years or so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think of something that Matt Rule said about <clears throat> Iowa on Monday about this idea that in a in a seven to six game and a <clears throat> ten to three game, whatever, like they're comfortable in that. Their heart rate stays slow. They stay calm. They know what they're doing. They they see you know stay the course, see it through. And you know, Nebraska has stretches of doing that, but then they get away from it, right? With with uh, maybe an ill timed pass call or a fumble or you know, an occasional blown assignment defensively. Like they're 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 getting there, and you can see kind of what the blueprint is going to be. But I was just so dang consistent with that all the time. And so if you can, uh, you know, as Nebraska in your last regular season game, kind of show some of those gains against a school that is already the Big Ten West champ, that's gonna, uh, you know, maybe win ten games this year, depending on how things go. That's absolutely a, a shot in the arm into the off season, and we saw firsthand what the value of that can be when they went to Iowa City and did it last year. I mean, that even though their season was over, like that had tangible. Uh, you know, benefit to those players. That was that was a relief. That was a cathartic moment in Iowa City where they finally got one of those monkeys off their back. So yeah, I think that's something that would be important. Um, you know, they they would tell you that obviously going to a bowl game and having the practices and developing the next wave of guys is also key. Um, but yeah, if you can turn what was a lengthy losing streak against Iowa. Uh, into a winning streak and, and actually beat them in Lincoln for the first time since 2011. As crazy as that sounds, um, that's that's a great start. And, and, and in the big picture, that's what everybody's talked about all off season was can this team get to a bowl game? Can it show some proof of concept moving forward? And this is you know take four to to get to that bowl game and see if they can do it. And maybe if you do it against Iowa, that could be you know the the, the sweetest way to do it overall. Evan Bland with us here, Hale Bar City Radio Roadshow here at the Single Barrel Thanksgiving Eve. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, Evan. Let's spend a minute here on Nebraska, and we we talked a little bit of big picture. We talked with Mike Babcock about it. I want to get your take on it as well. Have you seen progress this year with the Nebraska football program? And what is success for this Nebraska football program? Is it that bowl appearance? Or have you seen enough progress that says, all right, this has been a successful year? 
I, yes, I would say that I have seen enough. And I'll go back to the culture piece that we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think that's where you start. Like guys are clearly uh, brought in to use that cliche. Like you know, in past years when Nebraska's struggled, there's you can always kind of tell there's been discord at certain points. Guys speaking out, whether that's players or coaches, and there just hasn't been any of that like they 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 bounce back they go on to the next thing they know what's expected of them and you know i I think there's no bigger testament to where the program is than ty robinson deciding to come back i mean uh, he's coming back for a a sixth season under a staff that did not recruit him when he would likely be chosen in the nfl draft and he could start his professional career he likes it here enough he said that he sees enough stability enough track record of development he's going to put another year of his career into this program. So I think that says a lot. I think we're going to see more of that as the transfer portal opens on December 4th. I don't anticipate seeing a lot of guys uh, jumping into that thing. Now you may see some of these fifth year juniors uh, decide to move on for various reasons. I think injury certainly could play a part or, or graduation. The fact that guys have degrees in hand and maybe want to move on, but this just, it, it feels like a place where, People know that they're going to get better. And I think that's the other thing. And, and Matt Rule touched on that this week, too, saying that you know the improvement is improvement, the film is the film. And even though the results haven't always been there amid a bunch of close losses, uh, I think you can look at, especially defensively, you can, you can go down the line and, and pick any level of the defense and say, this guy got better or that guy got better. The offensive line has not been uh, an obvious problem the way that it has been in the past. Like there's just a lot of individual cases of success. And, you know, again, Nebraska is just a handful of points away from, you know, being seven and five, eight and four. If, there, if things maybe had, had broken differently uh, when the season's all said and done. So I think they recognize that they recognize that they can get better. Um, and that, that makes Nebraska in a more stable place than it's been in a long time. Evan Bland is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska-Iowa, the end of the season, looking ahead. And Evan, we have to get your thoughts on on Chubba. Just what do you want to see from him on Friday? I guess what is a successful day? We kind of laid it out with Mike Babcock that Iowa is one of the best defenses in the Big Ten this season. And that's a lot to ask for from Chubba to ask to have a similar performance to what he did against Wisconsin. But that might be what he has to do if he wants to put his name into the running for winning that starting quarterback battle next year should he choose to come back. So I want to get your thoughts on what a successful day for Chubba looks like on Friday against Iowa. Well, I know he got Iowa's attention with his long touchdown run against Wisconsin. There were some players in Iowa City this week that were talking about that. And I think, uh, you know, kind of right along with us, like they maybe didn't expect that he could be that fleet of foot or that much of a threat as a scrambler. So I think Nebraska is going to need some of that. I mean, that's become pretty clear here going into game number 12 that the way Nebraska moves the ball is going to include a heavy dose of quarterback run so I think you're going to lean on that some Uh, you know to Purdy I think made it pretty clear that Billy Kemp was his preferred target so get get him involved get the senior involved in space with some short throws let him make some plays and do some things and then you know do what you did too and not turning the ball over you know, outside of that uh, that late uh, late interception in overtime to end the game, pretty took care of the ball and played the field position game. And if you do that against Iowa, you have a chance. If you give it away and set up their offense with short fields and then they give it back to their defense, good luck. So I think really in a lot of ways, 
Purdy did just about everything that you could want from Nebraska's starting quarterback in their current state uh, against Wisconsin. So do that again. Again, I think it's going to be tough to um, bank on multiple long scoring plays the way they had against Wisconsin. Uh, but take care of the ball, run the ball, uh, chew up some clock, and then just you know let your defense duel Iowa's defense and <laughs> see who comes out on top in what should be a rock fight. Evan, uh, I want to get a thought from you on Nebraska's special teams side of things and Bushimi. What what's What's going on with the, the, the kicking game, and that's where Iowa pins you inside the five and forces you in a mistake, or they get it to the 50 <laughs> because you got to go three and out. Yeah, I mean, that's been an area that Iowa certainly thrived in over the years. They've had back-breaking kickoff returns and <clears throat> field goals and punts and all the rest against Nebraska. And, and I, I think that that unit for the Huskers has improved, certainly from – two years ago when mm-hmm. it, it directly cost Nebraska you know, two or three games. But, yeah, it, it's been inconsistent still for sure. And Buscini, I'm sure, would be the first to tell you that. Uh, you know, one minute he can uncork a 45- or 50-yard punt with accuracy, and the next minute, uh, you know, he, he hits one off the side of his foot and it goes 20 yards and, and bounces back, and he's the guy downing it. Like, that's not what he's looking for, certainly. Uh, his upside, I think, is still really high, and – he is more than likely coming back next season to continue to work on his craft. Uh, but that's a that's an area certainly that it will I think it'll be hard for Nebraska to win. Tory Taylor for Iowa is the best punter in the country uh, with with the accuracy, with the distance, and all the rest. And so, it really, if you're Nebraska in that realm, if you can break even or come close to it, that's a win. I think Tristan Alvano has shown that he's going to be a reliable kicker for Nebraska for years to come. They still need to figure out the return game, both in punting and kickoffs. Like They just haven't had much there at all this year uh, that can be an asset to this point, so maybe this is the game where that changes. Uh, but I think it's another reminder that it's not just offense or defense to be that complete team that Nebraska wants to be. It's that third phase, too, that can flip the field and give you some hidden yardage and uh, again, over 60 minutes this year or this this week, maybe that's something Nebraska can play Iowa even to. But the track record would say uh, that's that's an area the Hawkeyes continue to have an advantage. Evan, last thought here: about 60, maybe 90 seconds. In order to win a football game, usually you have to win two of the three phases: offense, defense, or special teams. Obviously, the first that Nebraska would need to win is their defense against Iowa's offense. Is it more likely? that Nebraska wins the special teams phase of the game or the offense phase of the game in order to go out and get a win on Friday? Uh, I think the offensive side. I mean, Iowa's offense is pretty flawed in its own right. They're onto their backup quarterback and haven't been particularly explosive in what they do and conservative and all the rest. So uh, you can make a – you can see envision a scenario, I think, where – the Nebraska offense wins that battle where, where Chubba Purdy does get out and is timely with his scrambles and is efficient on third down. And uh, maybe Billy Kemp makes a play or one of the freshman receivers where Emmett Johnson, uh, you know, is consistent in the ground game between the tackles where Fedoni does, uh, you know, make some plays in those intermediate routes. Like I think you can make that case. They do have 
skill players there um, and it's at home you know that I think that part can can play into it too a little bit when you're in your friendly confines and you're playing for your seniors and and all the rest so I think that's an area in a vacuum that you can do it but again the, the defense on the other side's awfully good even without Cooper DeGene so we'll see uh, if Nebraska is up for it but uh, a lot of those young players especially have been banking reps for a number of weeks now so maybe this is uh, that time when they uh, have a have a coming out party here in the season finale. Evan Bland with the World Herald and Evan Bland OWH. Evan, best to you and your family for Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks for a few minutes today. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks.